0: certain age and I've been here so long and I love being here. I, I just love it. I'm, I believe the best days are yet ahead. But you would redo some things. And I began that series last Sunday night with what what I would redo. I, I would personally and collectively as a church have us do more soul winning. And I want us to what's ahead. I, I, I told you uh, and I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, sometimes it might help people understand. When I went to college, I flunked the English exam. So I had to take English 99. I worked hard in high school, had full-time jobs. I was flipping cars, and in addition to that, worked in the radiator shop, worked in the grocery store business. I loved it. I worked long hours, got out of school at 9 o'clock in the morning, my senior year of school, high school, and went right to work. I I loved working. I hated school. But when I determined I flunked that English entrance, and I wasn't ashamed because I knew I didn't know it. I said, I'm going to learn. And I became, God knows it's true, a very good student in, high school, in college. I worked at it. I got good grades in college. And, and I loved school because God was putting something in my heart that the rest of my remainder of my life I'd have to study every day. And I study all the time. And I love it. I really never enjoyed reading that much before. But when I got a hold of some education and study and a a touch of God in my life, I'm glad I could redo some things in study and English. I told you last week I I graduated. I I had such a desire to be a soul winner. Last week I said if we could be a a greater soul winning church in person myself. And I've won so many to Christ. But I graduated from college I'd never seen it done. Even in Bible college, I never saw it done. And I'd go out and pass tracks in, in my city where I was in college, and I, I didn't know what to do or say, even though I got an A-plus in the class. I never saw it done. And, and then I worked one entire summer going door to door in Illinois. I told you that. and I just made a, 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 a brochure up I a, 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 had a clipboard. I was doing a survey. I didn't didn't accomplish anything. I never won a soul all summer, the hot summer. I didn't know how to do it until our our missionary, we support it now for almost 48 years, 49 years. Uh, 49 years ago, he taught me how to be a soul winner. He didn't know he was teaching me. We won cornbread to Christ that night. I just needed to see it done one time. And I say these illustrations because some of you have been members maybe for years. You still don't know how to do it. And instead of admitting, I just told you I graduated from Bible college. I just told you I flunked out of English. But if you don't know how to do something, learn. I told the boys in my college class, I went to go see Mr. Kennedy 48 years ago. I was the new pastor here almost 48 years ago. And I went to the bank, and he was dressed up in a suit, and I was dressed up in a suit. And I said, Mr. Kennedy, I'm the new pastor. I want to introduce myself, and you're, we bank with you. And he used a banking term. He said, sit down here. And we talked. And he used a banking term. I didn't know what the word meant. I said, could I stop you? You're going to probably think I'm ignorant, but I don't know what that term means. He said, no, I, I think you're intelligent that you'd stop me and ask. Just ask. Get help. You don't know how to be a wife? Ask a Titus chapter 2, older lady that knows how. You don't know how to be a husband? Ask somebody. You don't know how to be a dad? Ask somebody. Don't know how to deal with sorrow, ask somebody. Tonight, I love this because, quite frankly, the subject tonight, this church is the expert. It's not singing, though you're the expert there, too. It's the word faith. Nothing in our life can be done to the glory of God without faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I'm coming to you on the subject tonight that by the grace of God, you and I are going to live more by faith today than ever as we approach the well done, my child. As Stephanie just sang, I looked at you two girls. That was sung at your dad's funeral, Dr. Wally Davis. Well done, my child. This November, that'd be 20 years ago. Your race is over. You've fought the fight. You've kept the faith. Entered into the, uh, the, 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 the promised land of God, heaven. He was a man of faith. I want to to be a man of faith. And I can't tell you this. I don't know if that's a gift that God gave me. There's these gifts. I do have great faith. But people with great faith at times have great fear. Someone put more faith in my heart tonight when I heard that text from Brother Flood. Someone gave 5,000 this morning. Brother Sly knows I wrestle with even announcing that to you because you're so everybody's always given to everything I don't know maybe the other 4,000 came in tonight but whoever that was you increased my faith I can recall the the boy I think was Johnny Cooper brother Bob and Valerie Cooper's son he was in kindergarten years ago almost 40 years ago probably and and I, I was teaching the kids on faith I said kids Hebrews 11, we're in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I looked at those kindergartens, Brother Doug, those kindergarten kids, the substance of things hoped for. And I got thinking, they have no idea what I'm saying. I said, I'll tell you what faith is, kids. And I tried to explain it, and it was going nowhere fast. So I did what anybody would do. I said, kids? Can one of you explain what faith is? I thought I'd throw my stupidity onto them and see what they would come up with. I think it was Johnny Cooper. It was one of the Cooper boys. He said, faith is believing without seeing. I'll never forget elementary chapel. Hold it right there. Let me write that in my Bible. And I wrote that in my Bible. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When I have faith, total faith in God, I can't see it, but I know that God's able. And I know that God is always gonna do what is right for me and for my life. I wanna have total faith in God. We used to sing around here years ago, have faith in God, have faith in God, have faith in God for salvation, have faith in God. The Hebrews chapter 11 is the hall of fame, chapter of the great heroes of the faith. But it's all the heroes of faith. They walked in faith. The Bible says first, and we begin, and I, I'm not going to speak on these men, but Abel, verse 4, verse 1 spe- speaks by faith, and verse number 3, by faith, and by f- verse 4, by faith, Abel offered a, a, a God a more excellent sacrifice. But our text tonight is verse 5 and 6. Would you read 5 and 6 with me together? Ready, begin. By faith, Enoch was translated... you see that he was translated three times. It mentions translated, translated, translation. And, and three, what does it mean to be trans, uh, to tr- translated? It is just simply to be carried across from point A to point B. And that's what God did one day. They were walking together, and God translated them, took them to heaven to be with him. And that's what's going to happen for you and I real soon. It's called the rapture of the church. And we're going to be translated we're going to leave this place and and and, uh, 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 not in a twinkling of an eye less than that you can measure a twinkling we're going to be translated immediately from earth to heaven in the presence of an almighty god all that is done by faith we'll see this as the chapter of the heroes of the faith and you can read that for yourself but faith is believing God. Faith is total confidence in God. Faith is the word in the Old Testament, trust. When you have trust in the Lord, say Proverbs 3, 5, 6, 3, 5. Will you get ready? Begin. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. We went further. Trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. You know you young boys that are in English 99 that God's going to put his touch on you, or English 101, or English 102, or English 103. Huh? Yes, my crowd right there. You know, if you test whatever you test, God could use you. My wife knows. I mean, she knows. I, I, I never believed I could pastor a church, but God did that by faith. I'd get so nervous at times, I'd start to stutter. I'd break out in a sweat. I had no idea in college how those boys, my roommates, would get a message. I just have no idea how they'd get a message, and then they could preach. I just didn't know how they did that. Now I could get in my old Ford when I began to serve in my, what became my father-in-law, and I'd drive down to Illinois, and then on the way back up on Sunday night going back to Wisconsin, I'd get in that old Ford AM radio, turn on WMBI, the old Moody Bible uh, radio station, and, and, and it was songs of the night, and they'd say, the white sisters are gonna sing for us. And when they say the white sisters, I'd turn it down and say, now girls, you come on in here sing for us and then Dr. J. Allen Traber is going to preach the word of God tonight. And then I'd hit the pulpit, I'd hit my my steering wheel, the horn, and I'd turn the radio up and the girls would sing and I'd talk along the way. I could do that by myself. I thought, how in the world do you preach? Like, when, when do you hit the pulpit? And the Bible said, you must be born again. I, I, I didn't know how they did that. And, and then you put your foot up. I, don't, I didn't know all that stuff. I, don't, I still don't know it. But I do know that God can use you. And I do know that by faith in God, God has used you and I together to see God accomplish great things. Four times in the Bible, one in Habakkuk, three in the New Testament, he says the same, the same verse, the just shall live by faith. There's no telling in your life, in your home, in your marriage, with your children, no telling what God could do. No telling what God could do, but He's going to do it by faith. Faith tonight, Uh, I, I won't go through the whole deal, but this morning I mentioned how God gave us this property. Everything this church has done is by faith. I can remember when we had just sold many bonds for the church. We were out of money And and then they, I saw our little building on Clyde Avenue we were renting, they advertised it. People were coming through there on a Saturday. And I said, what are you folks doing here? They said, I'm the realtor, we're selling the church. I said, it's not for sale. They said, right here, it's in the newspaper. I called the owner of the church, uh, Dr. Sands, and a congressman that owned it. And I said, "We're, we're buying this church. He goes, I'm selling it. I said, I'll meet you Monday morning at the uh, Howard Johnson's on First Street. We're going to talk about this. And I, I met with him. I said, you can't sell that building. He goes, I'll give you 30 days to get $90,000. I mean, this was back in 1976. We had breakfast together. We, we just had a handful of people. I remember saying, you'll, you'll have it. We'll have it. And God gave it to us. And God gave it to us. I know that little band of people that were there, uh, probably about 50 people, 60 people, it was all by faith. And God gave us that property. And then the next house came available uh, and and Mr. Yaler owned it and no house had sold for over, uh, no house sold for 51,000. He said, I need 51,000. I said, we don't have it, but we'll get it. we buy it, we'll buy it. And I said, sir, I know you're ripping us off. Those homes are going for about 30000 But I said, I want you to know we're buying that house, and we bought it. The next one we prayed for years, and for, we bought it for 268000 and tore it down with a bulldozer. Brother Harold came in with a bulldozer. I recall many times the city would go to the city council, and they'd say, no, you can't do that. No, you can't build that. No, you can't do that. But everything we have is with city approval. And, and one week it was going to be z- zero to seven. Nobody voted for us. But he said, I can see, Mayor said it, he said, I can see this is a hotly contested issue. Pastor, I'll give you a week, and we'll come back here. The next week, I'll never forget, I packed that place out, our church went in there, and he said, I'd like to know if there's someone from the church, excuse me, not from the church. I see all the church people, I see you all want to say something. I don't want the church people to say something. I want to know if there's someone from your neighborhood that wants this building. The man who stood thys- the week before that, Mr. James Shanahan, Brother Mintongi, you live in that house that he built. And James and Claudia Shanahan, he stood up and started walking from the back, and the mayor, That mayor died a few years ago. I went to his funeral. I'll never forget it. I told his daughter, who was was the mayor also, I said, I'm so indebted to that man. He's the one that really helped us to build the first 32,000 square foot of building when it wasn't possible. And he said, Mr. Shanahan, I heard from you last week. I know that you're against the project. I asked, is there someone that wants to speak in defense of the church, who's not from the church? He just kept walking. You walk up to a desk like this, and he says, my name is spoken in the microphone, is James Shanahan. I live at 911, 921, whatever the address is, Clyde Avenue. I don't know why I'm doing this. But last week I stood here and told you not to let them build. And this week I'm speaking to you on behalf of the Northside Residents Association. Let them build. And the mayor said, this is a hotly contested issue. I've never seen this before. Let's vote right now. And they voted 7 to 0, all green lights to vote. to let us build. Brother Van Dyke, you would remember that, I'm sure, right after that. That was by faith. You would remember that. All that was done by faith. Faith is the victory. Are you a person of faith, not Christianity? A person just believes that God can. Well, I prayed and prayed and prayed and God didn't answer No, God didn't answer it, you don't think, because he didn't answer it your way. My faith says God doesn't make a mistake. You say, well, he's in a win-win position. He is, because he is God. And I don't need to get God to do my bidding. I need to be in a position where I'm gonna do God's bidding. God's given us three wonderful children. And honey, I was telling someone this the other day, it was one month shy of seven years when God gave us Tiffany. We were establishing this church. We were young in the ministry back in Illinois and then here. We wouldn't have this church if we had kids. We we were in this thing 24 hours. And you have to have time for kids. But I asked somebody, I'm watching, you say, I don't know if we really did a lot of praying, maybe you did, for kids. We wanted kids, but she said, no. We wanted kids, but... I wasn't going to quit the ministry because God didn't give, did not give us kids. We just both believed if God wanted us to have kids, we're going to have kids. Now, that might be hard for you to understand, but we, 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 we believe God. We believe that God is going to do what is right all the time. When, when God said no for 31 years, I mentioned this morning, at that, to get off that property, one acre... 2,700 people coming on 38 parking stalls every single week. It was like a zoo. And when God said no, 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 when God said no for 31 years to a 15 minute radio broadcast, and then 17 years ago, He gave us 100 stations on one day without making a phone call. God knew what He's doing. God knows what He's going to say to His Son Go get my children, bring them home, bring them to heaven. God knows that. And child of God, tonight, whatever it is, all these buildings, I, 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 we've got, we're putting the deacons, we're putting so many hooks in the water right now because I'm praying for that corner building and I'm praying for 545 and 555 and another address over here with many acres and I'm praying, I'm, there's so much I'm praying for and you say, can we afford it? Of course we cannot afford it. But can God give it? Yes, God can. God can do anything but fail. Oh, worldwide missions. How is that? How did 400 churches get paid for and built and the pastor's salary? Because God's people here who did that through their offerings for missions believe that God could. God can. God can do anything but fail. Everything this ministry has been is a faith ministry. Matthew Henry was an old, old preacher centuries ago. When my mother and dad gave me my first book for my library, they bought a secondhand book, and it's a big, thick book, the Matthew Henry Commentary. And Matthew Henry said this faith demonstrates to the mind what the eye cannot see. I don't know how we're gonna get that corner building. But I do know this, if God wants us to get that corner building, I'm going to trust him by faith, he'll give it to us. God's going to bless one of you. And you're going to buy it in the church's name and give it to the church. God can. God can do anything. Here we have the example of Enoch. By faith, Enoch... When it was translated, not see death was found in him because God translated him before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. If I'm going to be a man of faith, I have to have the ingredients. Ingredient one, I have to please God. Jack Treber has to please God. The word please means that He's satisfied. God has to be satisfied with me. Brother Langston, that's a tough thing because I'm so self-willed. I'm so I'm so human. I I, I can find myself frustrated or worried or threatened. I'm not pleasing God when that happens. Right now, maybe. You're bickering with your siblings or your mates or your parents or your in-laws or somebody in the church. Well, you're not pleasing God. God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of disunity. God is not the author of discontentment. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination, a proud look, a lying tongue, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Friend, don't, don't be telling me that you're a man of faith or a woman of faith if you're a sower of discord. And that is not only with your hands, but nowadays it's with your fingers on the internet. You trash anyone else, that's always an evidence that something's wrong with you. When I know somebody that's sin, and I just feel like we owe it to the Christian brethren to let them know, mind your own business. I am not suggesting covering sin. I'm not suggesting covering crimes. I am suggesting what I heard many years ago. If I'm not part of the solution or I'm not part of the problem, then keep your mouth shut. I'm so grateful. I grew up in a home where my dad was a great man, but he never created problems. He never had a problem with one pastor. He never had a problem in the church. He never had a problem with other church members. He never gossiped about anybody. He never allowed us to say anything negative about other people at our table and our house. We're not going to do that here. Why, why, why do you think you have the authority to be chief rain cloud, chief uh, internet gossip? That's not a God. You're not a person of faith because you're not pleasing God. Jesus said in John 8:29, I do always those things that please my Father. So my goal in life, Brother Reamers, you preached a few months a month ago about just obeying. When we disobey, we don't please God. God says, give that person a gospel track. We don't do it. We just, we, we just chose to disobey. Amen. God lays someone in your heart to pray. We don't pray. We just disobey God. We're not pleasing in His sight. I, I, I hope I'm so, oh, I, I, I wish I could be, I want, I want to please my wife so bad and then my own pride gets in the way. I want to be this perfect husband, and I'm far from it. I cannot please her. I want to please God so much, but then fear grips my heart. Our nervousness, and I begin to worry, and I walk at night, and then sometimes that turns that walk at night, and up at night turns into prayer and meditation and walking with God and believing God, and sometimes I just worry a little bit more for him. Oh, oh wretched man that I am. We're, we're, we're not, we've not yet arrived yet. Paul says how wretched he was. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Jesus, he went to the wilderness, was tempted and tried for 40 days. He was hungered. Jesus began right before that by being baptized. The father was there, the son himself was there, and the spirit and the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well. He was pleased with his son. The father was pleased with Jesus. Enoch pleased God. No wonder why he could walk with Enoch. No wonder why he could fellowship with Enoch. We have a choice we can please God or please the crowd. We can please ourselves or we can please God. We can please our friends or please God. Here, Romans 8. Verse eight says, they they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Please quote that verse to yourself this week, 8, 8, Romans. If I'm in my flesh, anger, bitterness, carnality, deceit, darkness, envy, fear, fear, gossip, hatred, ill will. You can go through the remainder of the alphabet. If that's what's gripping my heart, I'm not pleasing God. I wish that God could, I I wish I could claim 2 Chronicles 16 9, where his eyes are going to and fro through the whole earth. There's my boy, Jack. Look, Look at Jack. He's talking to me right now. He's praying. He's pouring out his heart to me. Look at him. He's passing the gospel track. Look at him. He's being nice to people. That's my boy, that's my son. I want to so please God that the blessing of God can be on my my life so powerfully that the people of God might have the joy of the overflow. I want your kids to have a man behind this desk who knows what it is to walk by faith and not by the flesh because in the flesh I cannot please God. Judson Adoniram Judson America's first missionary He went to Burma And he was jailed Bamboo hut They never allowed him Any of the prisoners to go out And and use any facility Everything was just Filthy Smell, rot, the humidity In Burma And he was there Shackled by 32 pounds of weights, chains that bound him. And a skeptic was in jail there, that open bamboo jail. The fellow prisoner said with a sneer in his face, Hey, Dr. Judson, making fun of him, what's now the prospect of the conversion of your heathen that you've come to save? And Judson, without hesitation, said, the prospects are just as bright as the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. You read Hebrews chapter 11, and all that God did by faith, by faith, by faith. This church can go forward if we go forward by faith. I want more faith. I want more faith. I want to please God more, that means. Uh, because Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. There was a good woman, they said, so many years ago in a little village, and uh, she just was known for her piety and how great she was uh, walking with God, a, a woman of great faith. And uh, another lady was going through some great trials, and she had heard the testimony. And she walked a long distance to come see this lady. And when she came, she said, Are you. Are you the woman of great faith? And the woman that was known for that said, no. No. I'm, I'm not the woman with great faith. But I am the woman that believes in great faith because I have a great God. God can do anything. So you see in our text, he pleased God. He pleased God. Second we know of Enoch, Genesis 5.24, he walked with God. One, he pleased God. Help me today. One, he what? God. Pleasing God creates an environment of faith in our life. He pleased God. If you cannot please your parents, you're not pleasing your heavenly father. If you cannot please your spouse, you're not pleasing your Heavenly Father. If you cannot please a science teacher, you're not pleasing the Heavenly Father. If you cannot please, and on and on it goes. Because my relationship with man is a revelation or a mirror of my relationship with God. When I'm right this way, I'll be right this way. When I'm not right this way, it's then I'm getting everybody else's business. One, he pleased God. Two, he walked with God. Enoch had this testimony in G- Genesis five twenty. He walked with God. We talk about walking with God. Brother fenera and Brother Flood. Our Youth Hour, trying to teach our young people the joy in their notebooks and whatnot, how to walk with God, how to read the Word of God, how to study the Word of God. I think of your mother who's with the Lord. The Bellinas, and and their mom was such a great Christian lady. She and I about the same age. She's laid to rest right over here by her sister Chona, in the cemetery. And 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 Sister Belina, as she was struck down by a truck and wound up in a wheelchair for the remainder of her life, she was such a sweet lady. But her favorite song, and we'll sing it once in a while, Brother Martinez, you'll sing it in the elementary chapel. Her little favorite song was a chorus. And she would sing, and Rosalie that sang, Tonight, it's Your Mom, her favorite chorus, you know it. Walk King with Jesus, walking every day. Here's a lady in a wheelchair that could not walk. Walking all the way, walk king with Jesus. Just walking with Jesus, my Lord. Walking in the sunshine, walking in the shadow, walking every day, walking all the way, walk with God. Oh, the joy of walking with God. I wish I was as good a Christian as you think I am, but I can tell you this, I love walking with God. At the night hour, and perhaps tonight will be one of those nights, I don't get worried about it. Oh, I need my rest. I don't think about that. Because God gives me the rest I need. Perhaps tonight I'll be up. And some nights, he makes himself in presence so very close to me. It's sense, I sense I, I could just almost touch him. And some nights, my mind wanders, and I sit in that chair, and I pull the recliner back, and I go to sleep. And he knows how frail I am, and I think he allows me to sleep in that chair for an hour or so, and then i will get up. And I can tell you, I want to get up every morning of my life. Our pastor's wife taught us to do this in the 60s. I had the notebooks that she taught us, how to read the Bible. Uh, I, she said, I want every teen, think of this, an hour a day, prayer and Bible study. And you know, Brother Doug, she checked it every Sunday and made sure we were doing that. I never passed. I couldn't do an hour a day. How do you read a Bible for an hour and pray for an hour a day, a total of an hour? How do you do that? And you'll see in some of my notebooks, I started drawing pictures. I was taking an architectural class in school, and I learned how to do three-dimensional in eighth grade. And I'd draw three-dimensional pictures in there. And I'd draw cars. Oh, Cars. I loved them. They were all Chevys. Praise God for that. And I draw these Chevys, uh, not a Ford, not a Ford. But nonetheless, I, 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 I thought, you know, that shows you, that shows you how my mind was. It was so juvenile. But, Brother Mike, you know what? That dear pastor's wife was training me to learn to get up every morning and try. And I tried and I tried. Toward my latter years of high school, I started to develop a little bit. And then in college, and then I wanted to get up. I never set an alarm, but don't have to. I can wake up whenever, if I go to bed at 2 o'clock this morning, if I want to get up at 5, I'll get up at 5, no alarm. It just works that way for me. And most of the time, I can tell you, I long to go meet God. Read his word. Let him speak to me. And pull my prayer journal out and go through my prayer journal. And most of your names are in there for some area. You own a business or you have a family in the military or someone sick or the widows. And the pages I don't like. It grease my heart when I get there on the backslid page. That's why when I see a backslider in church, it never bothers me. It ha- happies my heart because I prayed for that. When people backslide, don't condemn them. Because I do know they have a pastor that's praying they'd come back. I look around here, some of your kids are on that list. They're out of church. I bet he hates them. Oh, no. There our kids, I'm responsible. To pray for them. How am I going stand in judgment of your kids? Well, I don't care what. There are kids. My job, Acts six four, is to pray for them. Enoch had a had a testimony walk with God. How in the world you mother can ever raising children, taking care of a whole? I don't know how you can. But there's got to be a time, maybe, if, if you don't have to work a job, and most you do. Maybe you get them off to school. Maybe you can sit down for a few minutes and read your Bible, have a cup of coffee. And I'm not trying to be carnal and just pray, just spend some time with God. But everybody needs a mama that walks with God. Everybody needs a dad that walks with God. Everybody needs a brother or a sister, whether older or younger, that walks with God as I was so childish at my walk with God, I learned to walk with God. I walk with the king, hallelujah. I walk with the king, praise his name. No longer I roam my soul's journey home. I walk and I talk with the king. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. We went to camp in 1966, high school. I've got the book in my office. And our theme that year was walking with Jesus. I'd rather walk with Jesus than roam the paths of sin. I'd rather have his friendship than earth's best honors wing. My one desire is to please him in everything I do. So I'm walking onward, upward, bound for heaven and God. I want to walk with them. He said, "Well, I tried that. I, I don't get anything keep trying keep trying, keep working at it walk with God confess your sins and that's where I think we ought to all start and then walk with God the third thing look what he says, he believed God but without faith it's impossible to please him that he that comes to God must believe and so one I have to please God, two I have to walk with God and three I have to believe God Belief is persuaded. It's confident. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. A church was in debt. The pastor inherited. He went to the pastor that church and he found out the huge debt after he got there. This had to be about 100 years ago. And he was taking a train and a man said, you look like you're an important man. He goes, well, I'm, a preacher of the gospel, said, well, you are important. And he said, can I ride on the train with you? And the guy, the man was dressed well and he knew he had to, and he goes, well, I'm in third class. He goes, well, I'll ride third class with you. And as they rode on that train together, the great missionary was talking to him. And as they talked together, he found out that the man said, uh, what you're doing, I, I appreciate it so very much. And he said, here's a check. He didn't realize, but he was a wealthy, wealthy man. The missionary didn't realize it, but the man gave him a blank check. and said, just, you're in this debt on this building. Just fill out how much you want, and I'll pay for it. The missionary the preacher was so burdened about it, he said, what I'd like to do, I'd like to stop by. And I want to see another church on the way. And so he wrote, he wanted to write because he needed 50 pounds. And the man wrote 50 pounds. Excuse He did not know he needed 50 pounds where he was going to stop. And, and the man wrote for 50 pounds. He saw it, glanced at it, he said, did you mean this to be five pounds? He goes, well, I really did. I didn't mind, mean to sign 50, but God must have had me write for 50 pounds. He stopped at that other church, and he found the people on their knees praying. There was a shortage in their church, 49 pounds and 11 shillings. And they're praying that God would send. That preacher showed up. They said, I don't know what you're praying for, but I have a gift for you. The 50 pounds paid the bill. Those people were by faith praying that God would do something. You dear people are to be commended. You've been people of faith. You have followed your pastor. You've, you've encouraged me. You've, you've given by faith. Everything we have is a faith ministry. And for me to ask more faith of you is almost overboard. But God rewards faith, which leads me to my fourth thing. One, you have to please God, so must I. Two, I have to walk with God. Three, I have to believe God. And four, look what happens. People of faith are always rewarded. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. God always rewards faith. We sing, Oh, for grace to trust Him more. That's the word faith. I've been singing this week, Oh, for faith to trust Him more. I want to pastor you with more faith. I want to believe more for God. I want to believe. I had a new member of our church comes to men's prayer. He told me about a month or two ago, Pastor I appreciate this. You're asking us to pray for the vision of this church. He said, my vision is that this building is filled and we build a 10,000 seat auditorium. And then he said this my prayer is that Levi's Stadium would be filled and you'd preach there. And you could call the guy nuts if you want to. He encouraged my faith. He encouraged my faith. I want every dad to have faith. I want every college student to have faith. I want this pastor to have faith. I want every mother, every teenager to have faith. If I could redo, we're out of time. I'd ask us for more faith. I wonder if God will pull me aside in heaven and say, Jack, here's what you could have had had you just trusted me more. Faith is believing God.